Today, we are going to take a posture of peace by living from our true identities and walking by the Spirit. Posture is a short, audible fist bump to remind you God is with you in everything. Together, we're going to be emboldened to take a daily posture of perfect peace. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, Paul writes, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. He says, Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Now down in verses 16 through 18, he writes this, So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Then he writes in verse 19, the acts of the flesh are obvious, and he gives a list of very obvious acts of the flesh. But then he writes in verse 22, maybe a verse you're very familiar with, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus, that's you and me, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. I believe today's episode is going to set so many people free. Let me ask you this. Have you ever wondered What does it look like to walk by the Spirit, to live by the Spirit, to be led by the Spirit, when what I'm actually dealing with, the issues of my life, the circumstances that I face, are in my body or in my mind? What does the Spirit have to do with either of those things? Have you ever wondered that? Or have you ever thought, like, gosh, it feels like there's such a huge gap between who God's word says that I am and who I think I am or who I feel like I am? Or have you ever just thought, man, there's such a big gap between the promises of God that I read in his word and the life that I'm actually experiencing here in this world? If so, this episode is for you. In this episode, my friend and mentor, Ashley Nicole, brings such amazing clarity to the realms of spirit and flesh, the spirit and the soul and the body. And she talks about how we as new creations in Christ can effortlessly bring heaven to earth. Now, in case you're new to posture, I want to encourage you, check out the description. There you're going to find a link to watch the full conversation that I had with Ashley. This episode is just a clip, but the full conversation is available for you to watch for free, and the link is in the description of this episode. Also in the description, you're going to find scripture references that are mentioned in today's episode, and you'll find Ashley's website so you can connect directly with her and all of her amazing resources. Can you explain the realms? Because this is so important to identity and understanding who we actually are and where we actually live and how that affects where we live here on earth and how we exercise in our soul, mind, will, and emotions by being spirit-led, not being led by the flesh. Yes. So it says in 1 Thessalonians that we have spirit, soul, and body. 
um, because it says, you know, may your spirit soul, uh, something like, uh, may God keep your spirit, soul, and body in perfect peace or something like that. So it mentions all three of them. And and so for those who maybe didn't know, because I I know people who have never heard before that, uh, that we actually have a spirit or that the spirit and the soul could actually be different things. They thought that they were interchangeable. So it mentions in First Thessalonians, it mentions them all three. So we know that there that we are a triune being, just like God is um, in the Trinity. You know, is triune with uh, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Uh, now the aspects. So walking through the different aspects of ourselves. So our spirit is the actually the seat of our identity. So even though we're in union with spirit, soul, and body, where our identity, who it is that we actually are, where it sits, where it resides, is actually our spirit. It says in uh, Ephesians 1, 4, that God chose us in him before the creation of the world. In other words, uh, before the flesh, such as the soul and the body were ever created, the spirit came into being. Um, And there's other verses also from which we understand that uh, that uh, spirit was created before soul and body and soul and body obviously collectively is what is referred to in the Bible as the flesh. So that's where you get when God is referring to uh, when he says, you know, flesh wars against the spirit. That's what he's talking about. He's talking about your spirit aspect of yourself versus the soul and body collectively, which are referred to as flesh. The soul. So the spirit obviously came into being before the creation of the world and the creation of the world, which is the soul and the body. That is, uh, sorry, when uh, the created part of us, the flesh part of us, that is the soul and the body. Um, And uh, anyway, so our spirit is the aspect of ourselves that is our identity. It was created first. It is that which is born of God. And the reason I say that is that's what Jesus told Nicodemus. He said, that which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of spirit is spirit. So anyway, the thing is that, which is how we are able to call our, um, God, our father, etc. Again, we're not God, but and just like a son is born of his father, you know, we, you know, we're, uh, our spirit was born of God. Uh, anyway, so those are the different aspects of us, and the aspect of our identity is in our spirit. That's the aspect of us that's united with Christ, is the new man, can literally never sin, etc. Our soul and our body, on the other hand, you know, our flesh, it says in the, in the, in the Bible that the flesh and the, and the spirit war against one another. The flesh aspect of ourselves, that created aspect of ourselves, is the aspect of ourselves that sometimes doesn't believe God. It can believe God, but because Adam sinned and we have the seed of sin that has been passed through humanity for thousands of years, this flesh, it says in the Bible, is subject to corruption. It's subject to experiencing the, the wages of sin, which is death. Death in multiple areas, not just physical death, but other aspects of death as well, uh, meaning like death in other areas as well. Um, But our spirit is eternal and our spirit can never die. So the fact that we were born of spirit first makes that, you know, it is it's in God. It is uncorruptible. It's not ever going to die, etc. So what God wants us to do is to actually bring who it is that we are, our identity, which, by the way, is the point at which our spirit unites with Christ's spirit, 
the point of that juncture is our identity because we cannot be identified apart from Christ. That aspect of our identity, God says, I want you to express that, who it is you actually are into the other realms so that it shows up in the soul realm, which is what we could refer to as the medical physical metaphysical realm. So what is who you are, you know, who it is that you are, what does that look like in the medical metaphysical realm? What does that look like in a different dimension, if you will? Mm -hmm. And then what is who you are? What does that look like in the visible realm, in the body realm? If that were to actually show up on earth, what would that look like? That, by the way, is what miracles are. Miracles are when that which is eternal becomes visible in, into this realm. And, that, and so God wants us to take our actual identity and have our soul reflect our identity and our body reflect our identity so that all three realms actually reveal in their own unique realms who we really are, the truth of who it is that God says that we are. And as we, that, and with that process is what the Bible refers to as overcoming. That process is what the Bible is referring to when it says, be transformed. That's the transformation. It's not changing us into something different because God already did that when we moved from the old man to the new man. God's actually just saying, no, who it is you already are, you're fine. You don't need to change. But your soul and your body are in resistance against me. They're not believing me, me being God, you know, and God talking. They're not believing me. Overcome the flesh by, by getting them to come into alignment with who it is you really are, which is your spirit and your identity, so that it actually starts acting like it. Because remember, whatever it is we believe, I mean, in in other words, whatever it is we have faith in, whatever it is we choose, we actually do act on. Mm -hmm. And then it will show up very differently than we currently, currently do. The fruits of the spirit are very effortless. We don't have to try for them. The thing is, we have to believe that we are that. And then our bodies and our souls will finally start to express peace, joy, rest, patience, all of that. I'm not saying that rest is one of the fruits of the spirit, you know, but I'm just, you know, throwing it in there as one of the, when one of the, um, the guests of the inheritance that God has given us, Absolutely, it will show up effortlessly in our lives. We no longer have to do all of these things in order to try to teach ourselves patience. If we truly believe whatever God's that, whatever God says really is true about us, then our bodies will naturally, we're overcoming our body's unbelief. We're getting our body to actually believe God, to believe our spirit, which always believes, which always believes God. And then our body will naturally reflect body, meaning like what we do, our soul, you know, our body, our soul, what it is that we, how it is that we interact with our situations. It will naturally start acting like it. We will naturally have peace and we're not even trying. We will naturally express joy and we're not even having to remind ourselves to be joyful, you know, because our body and our soul are finally reflecting who it is that we naturally are. It's our default state. It's very easy for someone to just be who it is that they are. But what we've done is because we don't believe that's who we are, we think we have to work really, really hard to overcome who we think we are in order to be who God tells us we need to be. And that's all stemming from this and rooted in this, this 
in unbelief against the Lord that, okay, well, no, you know, what God says really isn't true. They can't possibly be who I am. I'm actually a, a horrible, awful sinner. You know, that's my natural, you know, that's my natural being. That's my natural identity. And I've got to work really hard to change it. And God's all that God's doing in the New Testament with all those commandments is in, is, describing who we naturally are and inviting us to operate from that place. He's not telling us work really hard to to not be what you're what you're being. He's like effortlessly choose me and then when you do you will effortlessly reflect me.